Welcome once again to the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Lanton, kicking it off also with the other co-host, Tim Malloy. How's it going? Pretty great. And also, last but not least, Mr. Keith Denny, how you doing today, sir? Good. What's happening? Man, Teen Titans, well, Teen Titans, Titans, Titans live action show. It is uh, one of the new things being put out by DC via their online platform, DC Universe. And uh, we thought it'd be fun to check it out. The first episodes are currently available uh, on the platform, uh, which you can uh, check out at DCUniverse.com. And um, there just hasn't been... Unfortunately, a lot of discussion about it so far. I mean, I've I've seen some platforms that are really popular for comic books talk about it a little bit, but uh, it seems like there's an underserved um, audience as far as people who want to learn a little bit more about the show. So we thought it'd be fun to uh, give the show a look and, and see what we thought. So uh, that's what we did, and so that's what we'll be talking about today. I don't know. So I think, honestly, that the best place to start uh, before we jump into the content itself is uh, the uh, reveal trailer. I can't remember if it was at San Diego Comic-Con or which one it was. But do you guys uh, did you have an experience with that? Because I did when it first was released. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it when it first happened. I mean, we had talked about it once before because you were so turned up about Robin saying, fuck Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so we, we kind of touched bases on it once before. And um, I thought the trailer was pretty dope. And I think that the show itself kind of lives up to the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it keeps that initial gritty tone that it established through the trailer. Tim, did, did you have a chance to see it also? Yeah. The first trailer? I, I thought it was a little bit like attention grabby when they said, when they had Robin say fuck Batman, because it was just like, you know, curiosity gap where we're supposed to go. Why is he saying that? Um, <laughs> but they got me, so you know it worked. And it, this actually made me—I never liked Robin, so I didn't think I was going to like this. But Robin's actually my favorite character. Well, and it's funny. Like, I guess we had three different the variations of opinion. I thought the reveal trailer was not very good at all, um, <laughs> because first off, it was for me that fuck Batman thing was very. It, it felt like it was trying way too hard to to come off gritty. And we've already had kind of issues with this uh, kind of turn towards trying to be dark and how that has not really worked in the films, in the DC universe. Not, not as well as it could. I mean, I, I do think there are lessons to be learned from the Dark Knight that are positive. But overall, the way that's been used has not been... Uh, it just hasn't worked out for me. So I came up, you know, or came away from that with a very pessimistic view of what this show was going to be. And so, um, yeah, needless to say, my expectations were low, but I was very curious. I wanted to see what it was about. Uh, so what did you guys think of the pilot episode? I mean, I overall liked it. I, I thought it started off pretty well. I think my thing is that, um, I guess I'm kind of confused, like, not really confused, but why go with such a tone for a Teen Titans TV show, I guess? And, and by make, tone, you mean darker? Yeah, why such a dark tone for Teen Titans? Now, mind you, maybe I'm speaking out of ignorance and not really reading that much of the comic books and being more familiar with the Teen Titans um, animated show. Not not Teen Titans Go, but the one before that. 
the, okay. the good yeah. one. And so, which it, it had dark themes, but I mean, like, to a point of, like, when we're looking at Titans, where it's, like, extremely gritty and extremely violent, like, on, on the level of, like, Daredevil, like, did we really need something like that from a Titan story? Now, is it a fun, was it a fun pilot episode? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. But... I wonder what made them go that route. Is it just because DC's trying to keep up with um, the MCU with some of their TV shows that had this more grittier, darker tone? But at the same time, with their shows, like it makes sense for a Daredevil show to be the way that it is because Daredevil is dark anyway. Well, okay, and, and just to, I think one thing to keep in mind too is Netflix's uh, Marvel shows are very different from the ABC. Uh, Marvel shows uh, and even like the CW DC properties like Black Lightning it definitely has some uh, I, it, you wouldn't really call them gritty but like what, what would be considered more like here's a superhero in a real world scenario kind of thing uh, Supergirl's very much in, in Arrow and Flash those are much more like comic book comic book shows you know and that's, uh, that's, that's what I would think out of a Titan show mm-hmm. so why out of any comic book to use a grittier tone why Titan? Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it, that was interesting too. Yeah, it would honestly have made more sense, even in the sense to make Green Arrow a little bit more that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, that's kind of what I would have expected also. I don't know, Tim, what did you think uh, of the pilot? I don't have any history of Titans. I always thought they were dorky. Um, <laughs> even, even when it was a comic, I never got into it. And then when the cartoon became really popular, I started to kind of think that, that was kind of neat that they were doing something that seemed like really like meta and funny and and weird which tends to be what i like the most in comics now like i tend yeah. to really like like the hawkeye comic where it's really funny and really experimental and strange and there's a comic book a little while ago about the spectacular foes of spider-man that was about the sinister six basically oh and, yeah that was a great comic oh, so funny and so smart yeah. and yeah it just didn't last that long but i love that one and so i thought maybe this would be like that and it ends up just being like a kind of Justice League-like, but I actually like that it's it feels way more patient than Justice League, and it feels way more human level. And everybody in it seems really earnest, and I guess mm-hmm. I like that. Like, Justice League feels kind of cynical, and this didn't feel like that. Yeah. Oh, when you say Justice League, just to be clear, you were speaking, I guess, to the film and not the cartoon. The terrible, terrible film. Yeah, I've never seen the cartoon. Oh my God! Whoa, it's good, you, dude. That's so yeah, good. You gotta watch that. That's some good shit. I've seen um, Super Friends. <laughs> I, man, I, Justice League, I mean, now Justice League is on DC Universe. If you have not seen that, man, you gotta watch it. It's yeah. amazing. I think it's, on, I think it's still on Netflix too. Dead and Justice League Unlimited. It might be. Uh, also, Young Justice is coming back um, oh, on yeah. the DC Universe. That's, that's a whole other thing. Um, that's that's my jam. Yeah, but but I was just gonna say about the pilot, like just from what I took from it, I, like I said, I came in cynical, man. Like I was like, you know, oh my god, it starts with the Robin origin story. Oh lord, like we've seen this so many times, and blah blah blah. And I'm just, I'm just almost looking for reasons not to like it. And then I finish the pilot, and I'm like, okay, first the thing, all right, y- y'all kind of just gave me like giving really broad. Um, ideas of what you thought of it it jumps around so much we see starfire yeah. in austria 
we see Robin in Detroit. We see Raven in um, like a a in town Michigan. not far from from uh, Detroit in Michigan somewhere. And I was like, how is this all gonna come together? Like this is so crazy. And um, so in in the first episode, it's about Rachel, who in, you know is gonna be Raven eventually. Um, she has this darkness inside her. For the people who have um, we have some familiarity with the Teen Titans. We know kind of what this is and who her father is. You don't know who her father is, do you? Is her father Dark Side or something? Oh man, I'm not even gonna tell you. That's really funny. Uh, <laughs> it, it, oh it's, wait, it's, oh. is it Constantine? No. Nope. Who's her father? <laughs> like it's like the most obvious answer, but like you, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna tell you. I mean, if you guess, I'll tell you. But uh, it, it's it's interesting. Oh, um, oh man, you should have watched a few more episodes uh, all the way through. But anyway, so. Um, for the people who it's really like it's fan service if you're familiar with a lot of these things because it's it's subverting a lot of interesting things and by making them different ages by making Rachel Raven much younger um, than Robin yeah younger than Robin and having him become sort of her her uh, tutor yeah. in the same way that Bruce was for her um, oh, and, and ha- having him kind of because you know in the second episode he basically drops her off. Yeah. Uh, with with uh, Hawk and, and Dove, is that right? I thought it was Nomad and Don. Dude, I'm I, I thought no, they're, ha- they're Hawk and Dove. Yeah, Dove. Okay. Yeah, they're Hawk and Dove. So Nomad he drops her off with the intention of eventually just leaving her there. And uh, man, you know we're gonna spoil some of this. Some some stuff go down. I hold. Did you at least see what happened to uh, Dick's partner in the show? No, that's a, that's not on the first episode. No, the second episode. He said he watched one and a half. I watched one and a half episodes. Uh, Aaron, you watched four, and Keith, you watched three. Do I have that right? Uh huh. So you mean his partner? His partner in the Detroit Police Department. Right. No, I assume she's dead. <laughs> so maybe like they ran up on her and cut her up some. Like okay. no, she dead. They they murdered her. Oh, yeah, that's right. They do say she murdered at the beginning of the third episode. Okay, so I'm going to come back to why that, all that stuff's kind of weird to me. But um, so, yeah, there's just a lot of consequences and stuff. They end up finding uh, them at the end of the episode. They kick Dawn off a roof. Uh, and it's like, oh, snap. And then uh, they take Rachel away. It's like this nuclear family that they look super normal. Oh, yeah. But they're that's also a, actually assassins. Yeah, I love that intro of them in the second episode. And they... It's, but it's it's done that. like in like in a in a um what what do they call like TV that's supposed to, like it's done like in a really prestige TV way, mm-hmm. like it feels really well crafted and really well executed and even the parts of the show that I feel like could you know do a little of this or a little of that better honestly it's so well executed that I'm just I'm I'm happy to see it like it's I'm very impressed with this show like. Yeah. Like you know, at the end of the day, and I definitely recommend people watch it. I mean, it's it's you know it, it it's corny in parts, but I mean a lot of comic book shows are. But I mean, even Daredevil has plenty of moments like that. Yeah. But and it's really just the the, the way it, it even toys with with the origins of some of these characters. And you're like, I don't know if I'm gonna roll with this. It, it pulls it off really well. Yeah, I mean. I, I think I think it does set itself up to make you want to see what's going to happen on each episode, mm. um, and and for the most part, like the young Starfire, I, not Starfire, but Raven. I like the um, the back and forth between her and her demon self. 
how she sees herself in that reflection and stuff. And it's something that we've seen being done over and over and over and over again. But I think that I like how they pull it off very well in Titans and stuff. And even how they introduce everybody's abilities and, uh, you know, powers and stuff throughout the show here and there. Um, Beast Boy so far seems like not to be very interesting so far. Yeah, I mean, episode four is where it finally comes out. They He actually is part of the Doom Patrol. They don't introduce it like uh, that, but it's basically like a... I forgot what you would call this, but like when you have a pilot inside of a pilot, well, a pilot inside of another show that it, it basically serves to introduce you to the characters for the upcoming series. Because mm-hmm. Doom Patrol is going to be a series on DC Universe coming up, too. So what what do y'all think about Thoughtfire? I'm like, about who? Thoughtfire. I'm calling Starfire a thought. That's with, what I thought you yeah. meant. <laughs> <laughs> her name. But no, hey, I was... Oh, I, don't, I don't understand why her name is Corey Ander. Yeah, I don't. I think it. that honestly, I, that's got to be something I just don't know offhand. Um, I, th- I think that's like a deep, deep uh, callback to some. I don't know a lot of stuff about her character. It just, I'm, I'm I guess because she, I, one thing it is interesting that she's so mysterious, but it's like I don't like her. I don't like her outfit. Um, uh, I think it looks fine. Yeah, I didn't really like her like starting off because I was like, okay, so they got her playing some type of prostitute or something i was unsure um but i mean as it go on you're like okay okay she's a decent character for the most part i mean she's some kind of secret spy though i mean it's not that'd be like if you saw black widow in a situation like that right but she's an alien right that's what i'm saying okay see that's the thing we don't we don't know even where i am it's unclear who she is like she could just be some secret spy but the more you learn about her, it's like it's not even clear that she's certainly of this world. She might be. She might not be. I don't know. It's something I've never seen before where we don't know her origin and also she doesn't know her origin because she and, comes into the, and, and also she's apparently really rich and has like incredible skills, like an incredible amount really of skills. Rich. I mean, she has the whole top floor of the hotel. But but that could be spy stuff. Like just like okay, even when she makes it to, so you don't see this because she's not even in the second episode. But in the third episode, she's just suddenly in Detroit, and you're like, oh, well, okay. There's there's some stuff that I wish they did a little better with introducing. I think this may be along those lines. But when they introduce Raven to Dick Grayson and um, Mm -hmm. Detective Dick Grayson, and she gets arrested and he's the one who they just happen to put her in a room with for interrogation. That just seemed like too convenient. And well, they, okay, but they, oh, well, they said he's but he's good with kids. That's true. Yes. Yeah, they did say that. Yeah, it's a throwaway line, but it that is the reason. However, I will say it even where I am, it it just yeah, okay, like fate bringing them together all of that, you know, but it did feel like just it, it did feel very convenient um, looking back on it. But also, I, I got to say, th- the fact that he chose to be a cop just is bugging the hell out of me. I actually love that. <laughs> I mean, like, now the thing is, I think I could be wrong about this when he is. <sighs> shit, this is before New 52, I believe. No, maybe it's during New 52. When he leaves Batman and he goes off to he goes to Chicago 
and he does a bunch of stuff in the city, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think he was a cop. Like the, the one thing I feel like they really could have taken advantage of by having him not be um, uh, in Gotham anymore. Yeah, they yeah. could have had him have a life outside of his job, like people yeah. he interacts with, people who care about him, people who are like, hey, Dick, why are you been blah, 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 blah. Because like, Tim, I'm serious. Like when he splits at episode two, yeah. he just be going from the police department. Like there's one point where like the boss is like, hey, I thought you'd be on vacation on the beach or something at some point. But yeah. like you don't see him like, hey, guys, I'm taking PTO or like I'm looking <laughs> up. Like he'll mention like I'm, I'm working a case. But, like, he'll randomly show up, like, at a crime scene to be looking at shit, and, like, no one questions him or is, like, talking to him. On, like, <laughs> he like, I got a badge. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Just walk over and be doing shit. Like, you remember how, like, at the start of episode three when Starfire, she kills one, she kills the father of their family. And he just show up on the scene. Look nobody speaks to him. Yeah, he's he just looking at the dead body real quick. He just, but, like, I don't know. Like, my whole thing is, what's the point of being part of the cops, are you still walking around with with a little back computer? I just think was... still, I don't know. It just it just came off kind of weird because it's like he say he away from Bruce, but he using Wayne Tech's satellite. I think that's the whole point of it. I think that he's so like trying not to be. It's kind of like when you try not to be your father, but inadvertently become your father anyway. Yeah. And I think that's the whole thing of it. Like, he's trying to step out and be his own person and fight crime his own way. But he's so used to doing it Batman's way that it's hard for him to break out of it. But they say he ain't do it for a year. So I don't know what made him just suddenly. Like, remember how at the beginning he's just following somebody with this case file. And it's like they put rare steps on it. So you see it like... um, uh, charges dropped and this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, like, what about this particular case? Because I'm sure that's happened while he's been on the force earlier. Why this one? You know, I mean, they say they were giving drugs to kids and this and that, but I don't know. It, it was just like, I, it, it feels kind of out of place in a way. Like, I mean, we're going to learn more about his background, but it's just I said, sometimes you just relapse. Like, I mean, he's been doing that his whole life. Like, he used to beating folks' ass. Like, but he did yeah. take he did beat them drug dealers a little bit too bad. That was very excessive. <laughs> like, and you know, I was thinking to myself, like, this version of Dick Grayson doesn't feel like Dick Grayson. Like he feels more like Jason Todd. Right? Yes. Huh. I was thinking the same thing. That's a deep I don't I don't wanna jump too deep into that because that's a whole nother conversation it's, away from the show. Very, I do know episode six is called Jason Todd. We're gonna meet Jason Todd, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't want to, because we don't even know where that's going. They, they have a reason to do it. If you got Dick Dick Grayson, pretty much essentially acting like Jason Todd, then that's I mean that's probably that's one of the main ways that you differentiate them is through their violence. I don't know, but Jason Todd was kind of a bit of a, a dick. And then Damien kills people because he was part of League of Shadows, so that's a whole other thing too. Yeah, so yeah. he was much of an assassin. Robin was- gets nastier as he goes on. Like the first one is kind of chipper. And then the second one definitely has a chip on his shoulder, and then the third one is just like absolutely ruthless. I'm yeah. his son. I, you know, I've already been killing people before I got here. He been What's killing up? since he was four. Yeah, he don't care. <laughs> Damian Wayne. But um, wow. I I got a theory about Starfire. I don't know if okay. this makes sense, and it probably it's probably not what it is. But I have a what if? Okay, the body that she's in isn't really her body. Okay. 
So I was thinking that's possible. So yeah. the woman who is Kara, whatever you want to say, that could really be Corey. her, uh-huh. and she could be like a, a secret agent for real, for real. And Starfire, the alien spirit, somehow mm-hmm. is in this woman's body, and she awesome. was sent. She was sent here for a particular reason, but she don't remember what it is. She just remember waking up in a human body and but you know one thing they keep doing they keep showing i don't know if you remember at the beginning of the third episode when they go to that um i don't know it's like a catholic church or something it's not really a church but um so when they go take rachel there where she had been born with her mother you know in quotes um they make mention that their powers are kind of like opposites hmm. like rachel's is the dark Starfire, starfires right. is the light yeah hmm. And um, now that is definitely not what's happening in the comics. So I'm wondering like where they're going with that. But um, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, so uh, some more positives about the show, actually. Man, I got to say, um, I don't know that I've seen like when there are fight sequences. Yeah, I don't know good. if I've seen such consistent, well done action in a comic yeah. book show. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like they, there aren't like cut. You know how like you'll be watching um, shows. But, like let's use Marvel shows as an example. They have some great action sequences. But like if you took um, Luke Cage, I mean not Luke Cage. Even though this happens, Luke Cage too. Yeah. I'm thinking more. Um, I mean Daredevil uh, has some great Fist. ones. Yeah, Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil has some amazing. Daredevil has stuff that's like some of the best we've ever seen in any medium, though. So that's kind of a whole thing, whole another yeah. thing. But uh, they have these moments where, like, people are fighting for more than five seconds and they don't cut. And I'm like, oh, I, I was expecting, like, some chopped up action right here. Hell, the Marvel movies don't even do that well oftentimes. Yeah. So, I mean, props to them for really, really getting action right. I mean, every character who has a fight sequence, like, they really let them, you know, do their thing. You know, what was funny, Not the first thing I think about, like, there's real good fight sequences with Robin. Especially like I like um the fight scene when him, um, Hawk and Dove were fighting all those guys in the alley. Yeah. And they were playing with the kids yeah. of America. So yeah. that was pretty cool. But for some reason, and it's like a basic fight scene, but I like the, the diner fight scene with Starfire. I did too. That's episode three. And it, and I think it's cause of how it was shot. Like it just looked very, very real in a sense. Like how man, the guy I'm t- the crew is like, crushing this show, man. Like they're doing a great job. And they look, they look man. I don't know. It was something about that scene, and then you can see Raven from inside a car watching the fight from outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's pretty cool. Man, every every place feels very unique. Like outside yeah. of police stations, police stations are, tend to be kind of you know like bland or whatever. But and I mean like that's for every show. But man, like when you're talking about the the places in Austria they go to, they like these dance clubs to. Um, the way they really take care to show how Wayne Manor is set up to uh um Ooh, Wayne Manor looks amazing. Wayne Manor looks dope. Uh yeah. God, there's some there's some other really great vignettes that I just thought look really neat. And, and you can just tell there's just a lot of care put into this show. And I'm I, I don't know, man. Like I, I my like I said, my expectations were low, and you can tell like they really put some money towards it and, and care. Um yeah. It does so, look like prestige TV. It doesn't look rushed. It doesn't look. It does. It doesn't look cheap. It looks good. Yeah, yeah. it looks almost like a movie. Yeah, it's really good. Is the way they they put. Oh, and when you see Doom Patrol and like how they got the mansion set up, 
so cool. Like, I don't want to ruin anything about that. That's episode four, but man, it's really nice. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see how they how they try to pull that off. And and you know, I don't know where it's going. Uh, I definitely can't wait to to see how the season continues. Um, you know, I I really do. I feel like there are ways to to you know not stick the landing, but I have confidence in where they're going and uh, in, in some of the things they're trying to pull off. Uh, because overall, the story arcs, as far as like the characters, you can see the only person you really can't see where it's about to go is really Starfire, because like we still don't know anything about her background. Uh, yeah. Beast Boy is always going to be trying to protect Rachel, Rachel, and and con- continue to tell Rachel she has good in, in her heart. Rachel has to contend with you know the demon inside of her and and like what that means and and facing her anger and dick has a deal with the fact that he's a dick and <laughs> he, he needs to like really face his his issues as an adult and stop abandoning people um and well, running he has, away he has a demon in him too right i mean by being raised yeah. by batman i mean he's got the good stuff of becoming you know a great detective also but he's definitely got a lot of anger and he's definitely you know trying to solve things outside of the law which is interesting i mean it's it's like in theory it's a bad thing that the cop is like okay i can't settle this through the law i'm just gonna go out and break people's necks um but you know for a superhero story it's great but i do wonder there's this one question i would like to to end with uh that keith brought up and we haven't really contended with it yet what is the point of of like what is it that we're supposed to gain from it being from from this additional violence in 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 uh, language that we couldn't get without it being TVMA? Mm, I think I think it's just the story is old as time. <laughs> it's Marvel and DC trying to compete with each other. That's just what it comes down to. Like and, if, and this is their version of Netflix stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah, this is their version of Daredevil, pretty much. Or the Defenders. Because honestly, what I see thus far is a better version of the Defenders. Oh, Defenders is terrible. Is and, it, and you, sorry, that, that show's bad. <laughs> I mean, and I, I like the Marvel shows, but that was not a good one. But but I think I think the point is, and that's why I always like both DC and Marvel, and I think they they kind of need each other to exist. Because like if it ever get to the point where DC falls off, Marvel is just gonna yeah. always feel like they the big dog, and they gonna. I, I really feel like they would just make whatever material they can to get by at that point. But since they know over on the other side, you gotta contend with DC, they're gonna always make this this type of content to always move up to the next level. And so DC tries to make things to kind of you know keep up with them, and sometimes it works, like in the case of Wonder Woman. Or in the case of like, which which I feel like Wonder Woman was really just Captain America, <laughs> 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 the first Avenger movie. But yeah. I mean, even with here with um, Teen Titans, I think they're just trying to. They saw what worked with the Netflix series, the Marvel Netflix series, and they like, okay, we want a piece of that pie. This felt a little X Men to me too, where like the most powerful character is this teenage girl who has to sort of find a team to help her yeah. figure out how to. Wow. That's a good point. Like the first movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah where where Wolverine same. is helping Rogue. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Huh. Especially like when they were in the car, that was the first thing I thought about. Like that scene with Wolverine and Rogue in the truck. Yeah. First meeting. 
whatever, and it kind of has like this combination of brotherly, um, sisterly vibe, or, or I guess father daughter vibe in a sense. Hmm. Interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. Like that's a that's a great observation. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I'm I'm really really excited. I because. Like I said, man, after seeing that trailer, like I didn't know what the hell it was doing, and what the hell it was doing. <laughs> to, it was, that just felt like such a misstep, and I feel like because of how, because my issue with it is, the Teen Titans for people, rightly or wrongly, have a a much more precious view in the general public, hmm. uh, and to t- to say okay guys we can go from Teen Titans go like I'm sorry like the big main thing people think of Teen went from the the main line series of Teen Titans go and then fuck Batman and then super extra blood and blah 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 I think there are things about it that actually make sense um but you got to there's a way to present it some of the trailers they put out later actually make a lot more sense for where the show is than that first one mm-hmm. So, you know, I hope people eventually give it a chance and it gets more attention because it's it's really well done. I yeah. really hope this show gets more attention, man. Like it's it's really a kick ass show. And so, you know, my thing is, um, you know, just trying to see it through, see what the first season does and then kind of go from there. But, um, you know, bravo so far, D.C. Like y'all y'all are really knocking it out the park. Definitely. Yeah, I'm really glad it exists. Like, I like, I'm having a lot of fun on that platform, and I just got a lot of just happy feeling clicking around on it and seeing that there's. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, there's so much great content on there. Like I said, um, it, it, please take Keith and I's recommendation. If you seriously have not seen the Justice League animated yeah. series, you gotta watch that. Uh, for people like myself too, who've seen a lot of this stuff but ain't seen Batman Ninja yet, it's on yeah. there, which is dope. Like, I'm definitely gonna be looking at this pretty soon. You know what I think is cool is like a lot of a lot of the Batman stuff and Superman stuff that's out there is like it seems like it's by people who've only seen Dark Knight and only seen like basically know the Frank Miller Batman and that's it. Like they're just mm. they think they're reinventing Batman by just rehashing Frank Miller again. And I love Frank Miller Batman. Love him. Like two of my favorite comics ever, Dark Knight and Year One. But mm. um there's also some great stuff in the archive that they can be playing with and it seems like they're doing that. I mean Marv Wolfson stories are getting a lot of props from from Titans, and that's yeah. neat. I mean, it's neat to see them like sort of plumb some other some other resources. Yeah, I mean, and that's you know something I think uh, the fans have asked for, and it seems like they're you know trying to serve that audience. So uh, that's perfect. Um, so I don't know. We never really do it this way, but if you guys had to, you know, uh, kind of say, you know a rating like you know the five stars you know what what was five star scale rating what would y'all give it so far mm. hmm. not really good at rating stuff like me either me either but i was just thinking about, i think for me right now so far i'd say four out of five four out of five i mean you know i i have you know some things that uh i'm really looking forward to see how they turn out but you know I have confidence in where it's going. I mean, the mysteries they set up, I feel like are going to make sense. The relationships to the characters seem really fun and, and are going places. So um, I feel good about that. Yeah, you know, I try to judge things on does it do what it set out to do? And I think it sets out, I think it succeeds at what it's trying to do. I don't think it gets in its own way at all. Um, mm. And I also and really it moves like fast. Yeah, and it, it moves fast, but when it needs to, it takes its time. Like it doesn't over explain mm-hmm. things. Um, 
so I'd, I'd go four to five. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, for me, it is kind of hard to say without really watching enough of the series. But if I'm just basing it off of the first three episodes, I, I'd probably say about a four out of five also. Yeah. It's a good start. Then that can, yeah, dude, it's, it's it's a good start. And uh, I think I think you guys will really like where it's going so far. I feel like it does improve. I think episode three was kind of slow to me in the second half of it, but four got me right back on track. Like it, it does some really cool stuff in that one. And, um, you know, I just, the character progression is just really interesting. Uh, I can, I can just, I'm really uh, excited to see where it goes. And since you don't know where it goes, Tim, you, since you don't know who the baby daddy is, <laughs> Oh my God. Like you're going to be flipping out when you realize what's going on. Yeah, she's, she's got baby dad. All right. <laughs> uh, uh... Okay, I can't wait. This is gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be great. All right, well, um, everybody, thanks for listening uh, thus far. Oh, so so. What am I trying to say? Well, I'm sleepy. Thanks for getting all the way to the end with us. Uh, <laughs> uh, please, if you would be so kind, leave us a five star review. Uh, give us your thoughts. Let you know uh, what you like, what you didn't like, but definitely give us that five stars. Uh, definitely recommend. Uh, DC Universe of Friends, uh, Titan Show, it's, it's a really good show. Give it a shot. Um, also, Keith and I host another podcast called Meanwhile in the Multiverse. Uh, get out a shot. Also, Tim does another podcast uh, called Shoot This Now. It's really, really great show. Uh, what was thing? Well, your latest one was about, uh, about what, what's what's her name? I can't remember now. Did you know who it's C. Dolores Tucker, the anti-rap yes, activist? I, did I you know who that was before we talked about it? Okay. I I did, yeah. Uh, she's the one who, in the early '90s, was going after hip hop and saying that um, it's kind of basically it's a degenerate form of of uh, music and uh, should be shut down. It, and they're not doing good stuff for the black community, so on and so forth. And how that made her, as Tim put it, the most hated woman in hip hop at that time. Yeah, she got called out. And how do you want it? She got called out by Lil Wayne. She got called out by Eminem, Jay Z, like everybody who's anybody called her out and so we were just looking at it and going was she was she all bad like because how do you want is is the tupac song though yeah yeah but lil wayne did eventually get oh lil wayne was like the most respectful lil wayne said um can't be censored i'm sorry mr loris so everybody else was like just like ripping her apart and like super yeah a a lot a lot less um uh respectful (laughs) lil wayne was just like i acknowledge you exist but I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. I'm sorry, man. Oh man. Well, anyway, uh, again, everybody, uh, please check out our two podcasts. Give us the review. Check out uh, Titans on DC Universe, and um, we'll catch you guys next time. All right, peace. We out. Peace. Later.